Good morning, afternoon, or evening. Please delete as appropriate. Hello there. Welcome to Epic Episode Number 277 of the Material Podcast. I am Andy Anatko. And I am Florence Ion. I'm feeling epic. I hope you're feeling epic. 277. Well, we're doing another After Dark episode. Yes. uh, The Material After Dark, so that's why a little more subdued. I can't be as loud and rambunctious as I normally am because I'm going to, you know... (laughs) Bother a trying-to-sleep baby who hasn't really slept. We're both sort of in NPR mode because you don't want to wake up the baby. And also, I have, like, upstairs and upstairs neighbors that I don't want to bother them at 11.45 well, Technically, PM. yeah, she's the, she's the upstairs neighbor, right, that lives here for free and <laughs> that I pay for. But anyway, man, children are a racket. <laughs> And she, and she and she's like up making keeping you awake at three a.m. with all the noise she's making. But oh no, you're not allowed to complain. You just have mm-hmm. to put up with it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. Oh well. How are you doing, Andy? Uh, I'm I'm actually having a very very good day. Uh, actually, good. A, a, a I'm couple glad. of very very good days. Yeah. Somebody had, is. Uh, well, you, got, <laughs> you have to see. I, I do think it's important to like recognize moments of joy that happen, and sometimes you don't you don't get to really pay attention to them. And some, sometimes you just have such a miserable day that, you know, there's nothing you, you do but but slog through it. Sometimes, like, or eat the half of a vegan cake, all chocolate cake, all by yourself, which is what I did <laughs> right before we did this podcast. Now what, it's so, very dry, but the trick about the vegan cakes is that the chocolate part is always like the richest part yeah. of the cake. So at least, at least you have that if the cake is, you know, dry. It wasn't a good vegan cake. It was, you know, mediocre, but it, it But it was the... it was still a it was still a cake yeah. a chocolate cake. It was, exactly. Yeah. And it, it really comforted where I needed it. So yeah. it did the job. <laughs> yeah, that, see that's another thing. And unfortunately right now I'm doing like one of those like uh, household audits of saying, Okay, now remember the, remember those household rules that we suspended temporarily at the start of this? Because it was like, you know what, this is gonna be there's gonna be enough lack of fun already if we're no if we're not allowed to order pizza from time to time. So let's let's rescind the never or don't order pizzas just whenever you want thing. But but now it's like, okay, but uh we're gonna be into this definitely for another six months. So perhaps we shouldn't perhaps we've demonstrated why we shouldn't be able to buy Oreos and Andy you're doing a good. You're not buying them all the time. Occasionally, like you're every couple or two, two or three weeks, you know, you see a, a sale on them, or there's a flavor you've never tried before, and you take them home. But every time you've done that, three or four times in the past six months, you did demonstrate why we inflicted that rule upon ourselves, which is that the serving size of Oreos is all of them. <laughs> that I'm I'm perfectly satisfied if uh, like I'm at like a uh, like a uh, a convenience store and there's like one of those like little six cookie sleeves. For like sixty cents, oh, that's great! Actually, I could use it, and, and they're very, very satisfying. And I'll, I will not be hungry for more of them. But if I do get the here is here is the red velvet carrot cake in honor of the launch of the new Wonder Woman eighty four. Hey, well, it's a special. I've never had these before. I'll try try these. It's like I will only have six to begin with, but then there will be another six, and another six, and another six, and then like I'll be. First thing next morning, say, you know what? I know I shouldn't have a couple of cookies with breakfast, but maybe I'll just have a couple. And then, oh, yep. Where, where, where's that package? It's in the yep. trash, Andy, where you yep. left it last night when you had the rest of it. Ooh, that's not good. Yep. This is me and chocolate covered almonds, chocolate covered pretzels, chocolate covered, ra- you know, just like anything chocolate covered. I just want to eat the whole bag, which is not good. I've done that. Uh, I have decided that I would have like a household snack bowl 
for me and my husband just so that like we can have some bit of non-chaos in the house. So, you know, during the work day, if anybody needs to pick me up, you just go over to the little <laughs> Halloween, the little cat-shaped bowl that I got with little kitty ears. And in there, there's a bunch of different, like I've just been adding weird Halloween themed treats to my target order every week. Cause I just go, you know, my one day a week that I'm out of the house, I'm going down the target and picking up with the, you know, the family necessities. And so I'm adding things into the cart, whatever I can do in the order pickup. And, you know, Kit Kats of different varieties have come out. Um, Pretzel flips. They made little like snack packs, which have just been absolutely great for like middle of the day pick me ups. Uh, my husband loves anything for Haribo or sour gummy stuff, so we have that in there. Um, I did another order today. I have some Hershey's Kisses coming in. I have some M and M's packs, and I have varieties of Snickers. So it was requested that I get some some more variety of of candy that people want because the uh the witch's brew kit kat that i put in there were not satiating <laughs> the people who are going through the bowl so it's like all these little things that you have to try and do right now because you're talking about the oreos and i'm thinking about i'm thinking about driving home late at night from the city and getting something at a gas station to like help me on the drive home you know and yeah. it's like you know a sleeve of oreos it's like the perfect little sugary pick me up to just keep keep my eyes on the road sort of thing and it's making me miss my friends and that's just like yeah. you don't want to go down that road because everyone's going to be feeling sad and yeah. i don't want you to feel sad but but, but <laughs> yeah, I will, I, maybe uh, maybe we can counter it by uh, we, we're we're giving you the listener permission that if uh, if if you some people they have to like remove sugar from their diets or they have to remove carbs yeah. or they have to remove remove that's and that's this, that's not what this is but if if you can it's for the rest of us it's not so much that we have to forbid ourselves to ever have chocolate cake we just have to come up with a theology that allows us to have chocolate cake on occasion like i like i i don't have the, i i reinstituted the previously suspended rule about no bringing in just like commodity sweets into the house and actually what i and what i wound up doing is just modifying it saying that well if the unit of of gluttony is <laughs> all of them <laughs> whether it's like a sleeve of like six or a multi-bag then well what if we just say that like we're at the supermarket there's the bakery department and we will get like a really beautiful rich like double chocolate muffin that's it's only it's only it's, it's only like 900 calories instead of 2000 because there's no frosting on it. okay it's not quite as bad as that but it's like so instead of like buying an entire cake which would probably result you and you andy only the only resident of this place eating the entire cake in three days you will eat the entirety of the chocolate for the chocolate muffin and you'll say wow that tasted great wow that was wonderful and you will not feel a need to have another like big dense chocolate thing until you go food shopping again in like a week to 10 days and and you did and, and most importantly of all you didn't have to exert any self-control whatsoever so it's it's not so much about self-denial so much as realizing that you know what a, a beautiful double chocolate muffin has an ex is an excellent part of my daily saying as my weekly saying freud if <laughs> so long as i don't like buy the 12 pack and eat them all in one day i think we can have this we can coexist. i just i just love that the last couple of podcasts we've started out by just talking about like the food that we love to get oh yeah because we were talking about chocolate lava cake a few oh, yep, yep, yep. weeks ago, you know, but eating that out at a at a trashy restaurant, say Cheesecake Factory, um, <laughs> you know. Now we're just talking about the foods that we've taken into our lives post quarantine. I really, I, I guess, 
I guess that really is the way to my heart is through my stomach. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot well, of credence in that. Anyway, we should probably talk about some googly things because I know you and I have both been contending with our own things here and there. Yeah, and I've I got uh, you know we're we're all sort of conditioned right now with like spam in our inboxes that oh mm-hmm. a, a, as a matter of fact classic example I got a, an email from an investment company saying that. Uh, oh, well, we, I'm Mr. Renatko. We are getting in touch with you to follow up on the investment or the blah, blah, blah. And the like, investment. Exactly. Or, I, you know, I'm just, I don't know what it was, but it was no, very, just... very like official ish. And it took me, and I was about to just send it right to trash, but there was something about like how everything was spelled correctly and how they spelled my name correctly. But I thought, okay, bastards, I'm going to click on it. And then the invisible GIF file that is associated with me is going to get pinged back. And you're going to know I, I got this file. And it's like, oh, that was like something related to like one of my, uh, to my parents' estate about like money that is suddenly the, the last sort of like thing that had to be like vest or whatever. And so, it's, I mean, it's not a huge amount of money, but it's like, oh, that would have been bad had I forgotten to do this. And, <laughs> uh, but so, uh, but I'm so I but I think it's so the thing is like fishing is like tricking you to thinking that you're clicking something that you thought you mm-hmm. knew what you're clicking on but you weren't and I found that Google that Google Chrome is doing that now too and it's annoying the hell out of me what it's doing is that like I've I've signed on to I think I I might have, I, I was setting up a new laptop or new PC or I power wash something and uh signed into Chrome and signed into Chrome visited like Reddit and I get what I thought was like the usual Chrome password manager saying, would you like to log in as Andy? I said, oh, yeah, absolutely, because my password's like logged in. And then the next thing I know, like Reddit say, welcome new user. Your new username is Shlomo7111Turtle. Like, here's a, welcome to Reddit and here's what you're doing. And I get this thing in my inbox about how I, as I, through my Gmail account, have now signed up like for a new Reddit account. And so many times this has happened to me where I think that it's well, it's happened to be almost enough right now that I know to every time that Google asks me to log in, if it wants to log me into something, check to make sure is it the password manager that's going to say, yes, use my account name and my password stored for my credentials that exist on the site. Or is it going to try to sign me in with a brand new account based on my based on my Google like login ID? Um, it happened on eBay too. It happened on all these other sites. So now I just feel as I feel as though this has gone from um, a collision between two similar features. And in a recent release, there must have been some sort of a meeting somewhere saying that we have we don't we want to increase the number of people who sign on to popular services using their Gmail, your, their Google accounts, instead of creating a, a a specific user account. How can we trick them into doing that? Like, I'm not a sucker. Well, yeah, I am. I am a sucker. Again, we've de- we've talked about how difficult it is for me to eat just three Oreos. But on this, I feel as though my aspirational identity for myself is not being a sucker for for <sighs> Google Chrome and uh, signings. Yeah, it's. Uh, I'm getting kind of tired of the uh, the unfriendly internet. I feel like that's what our internet has become. It's like back in the day, the internet wasn't very. It wasn't as intuitive as it is now, admittedly. It wasn't as pretty as it is now. I mean, but we didn't know any better back then. Back then, it was just what it was. And we were like, oh, cool. Okay. It's a, you know, it's an interface. Uh, but I feel like now it's just come to the point where 
Reddit, I don't want to download your stupid app every time I log on to Reddit <laughs> on, you know, Chrome Mobile. Like, it's okay. Let me continue in Chrome. That's fine. You have my yeah. credentials. Just let me log in. I just want to read what this person is asking if they're the jerk or not in their family for doing this sort of thing. <laughs> I don't want to actually, like, reply to it. Yeah. I mean, come on now. I, um, I, I want yeah. to write, like, a browser plugin and also, like, a helper app for my phone that anytime it sees some sort of, like, a dialog box or a question pop up where, like, the one of the options is maybe later – and there is no button marked no, it will just automatically change the the, the text of, of maybe later to I'll see you in hell first. Because that's what it means. Whenever Every time I, I, I access Instagram on the browser, it says and asks me, hey, get pop-up notifications of any time. And there's always, yes, oh, activate notifications. That. And then maybe later, it's like, I, you don't understand. When I say maybe later, it means there is – it is – my goal in life to make sure that I never give your app permission to ever do this. This it, it is. I mean, if, if anything, it is accurate because perhaps these people like have very, very bad, like social radar and social awareness so that every time like they're talking to somebody they've just met and like, Oh, well, this is great. Let's go. Let's want to go to on vacation together and let's go. Da, 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 da. And they finally get put up. Uh, m- maybe later. Like they don't realize, Oh, I'm saying what I have to say to get you to stop talking to me so I can walk away and never see you again. But it does, but that doesn't seem to be to, to be the meaning that they get when I keep furiously cooking maybe later in Instagram. Mm, yeah. You know, um, this could really just turn into a huge conversation on the state of the internet. So I'm going to, I'm going to rein it in for a bit <laughs> and I do want to bring up over the weekend. I got really, so sometimes I'll just be like scrolling and it'll be like one in the morning my time because I just can't sleep and it's Saturday and I still think I'm like 12 and can stay up late on a Saturday and I'll come across a link and then I'll just send it to Andy in in our Relay <laughs> FM Slack channel. And uh, over this past weekend, I was reading this article in SFGate and it was about this hill in Sonoma County where it is downhill but when you look at it from afar it looks flat like it's going uphill so it tricks you yes um apparently this place so they didn't actually name where it was or what the address was of the place but they said if you want to you could easily go it's a very it's um there is a marker for it in google maps and it just made me think about how many places has Google Maps like given away now that have been generational secrets in small towns, in suburbs, in cities? What? How do we stop this? <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a big problem. There was there's uh, there, we... there, every now every now and then there's a story about how uh, like a town has had to close down a swimming hole that's been used by the community for like 120, 130 years because it's a small town. It takes like an hour and a half from anywhere to get there. And also it's not like if they, they've never bothered to put up signs or safety, anything, because they know that the person who showed it to you is probably someone who is a, a father who was showed to how to get there from, from their grandfather who themselves were sold by another generation. But now like people are in people Instagram from, Hey, here's the, here's the, 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 the conquer holler fishing hole and here's how to get there and oh look at look at the, it actually has a hidden wall of waterfall it's a hidden gem of connecticut and now suddenly like people are driving everywhere bringing their kids bringing their beer cans and it's like 
now thank you it's a liability problem so guess what this place and, and also we now have state investigators who are saying that well you know what this is you, you need to post a lifeguard here if you're gonna we're gonna have to and so congratulations you just ruined something for everybody and and that and that's i will i will say that as as an, an occasional tourist myself there are times when i am looking for like you know i want to, uh, one thing's that uh, i haven't done in a while because it's been a while since i've uh had a car that I didn't have to rent by the day is take a, take a lap of new England, which is something you can do. Cause new England is like lots of tiny States clustered yeah, together. My best each... friend just did that this weekend. Yeah, <sighs> exactly. That's why it's so many times I'll, I'll, st- I can start in like the province area, go across like Connecticut, go North through Western Massachusetts, which is culturally very distinct from Eastern Massachusetts mm-hmm. where Boston is wind up in Vermont, go across Vermont into new hampshire then into maine then go down the sea coast through boston and home again and it's a and you can do it in one day you can do it perfectly in three days and when i'm doing that if there's some place i've already been it's always a thing of gee i wonder what what's in this town that i've never passed through and yes yeah, so i am looking for on instagram hopefully not like people doing makeup tips from this beautiful like high, highly preserved uh, Native Native American site, but still things that I might have missed out on. So I I, I do abuse in, in that way. I guess I abuse that too. But there, it, it what the internet is doing and mapping is doing is often uh, taking away control of homelands from people who actually live there. And, and another example is all the times where. Uh, if there's lots of traffic on I-95, ooh, the, the the robots have figured out a shortcut through like everybody's backyards in some of the little towns that are nearby, and now you're getting like tractor trailers getting going through these like one lane roads because Waze is telling them, ooh, there's a traffic jam, but you can you can get still get there in less than an hour if you go through little town. I do this USA. in Petaluma, by the way. There's a side road that I take that takes me through like people's farms. Yep. Uh- <laughs> Because I don't want to deal with like the main traffic in in the suburb of Petaluma. Whoops. <sighs> yeah, it's a, it's it's hard to know, but we, we technology has the ability to ruin everything, but also makes things okay. better. Okay, from, hold on, in I, I got to show this to you though. So I'm gonna send you a link. Um, I'm, this is not gonna be in the show notes because then you'll know where my mom lives, and we're not doing that. <laughs> no. So I'm just gonna send it to Andy. And I just want you to go to that link and see what the name I'm of that is opening and just it? say it out loud. I will not say it out loud. No, you could say the name of the, of the the landmark out loud. Just don't say where it is. <laughs> so so even, so even if even if somebody like were to Google for this word this phrase, they would not that would not ruin it, right? No. Okay, so I'm saying I had to zoom in to it find is, it actually. So it is a historical landmark called Secret Sidewalk. <laughs> okay, I I see the irony of this. <laughs> Let me click on satellite. See, the thing is is around that area there is what they call an upside down airplane. Uh-huh. Um and that's where kids in high school, that's where they used to go and do drugs for the first time. You know, that was okay. like a rite of passage. The, like the that's where you would go. are underneath this rotting old like tree trunk. Exactly. Got to roll it exactly. Yeah. 100% like that. In the, in the, but it was a rite of passage. Days, you would go there and you would have your first toke of whatever you could smoke. Oh, wow. Um, I, can, I, I can see why because it's right at the head of like, now is that an active train tunnel? The, the, um, the ties I look kind of modern. Yeah, those I look like have polished. to look. I have yeah, to look, look like a little rails. closer. Yeah, I think it is still active. Um, I mean, the train in the Bay Area is still very active. So, 
Wow. Yeah, it's, it's, and it's, it's covered with a kind of graffiti that indicates a not sophisticated artist and not uh, crackheads or gang people, but like bored teenagers who, yeah, could, who could become good artists if they stuck with it. The thing that is hilarious, though, to me is, you know, in Google Maps, you can submit your pictures when you've been places. Now, I've done this for like Big Sur. I've done this for like some of the stuff I saw in New Zealand. And I I'm very I was very happy to contribute my, you know, pictures of landmarks, with no people in it, <laughs> photos to that because it was it's kind of cool. This one has photos of the people actually partaking just in being there with their faces on it. And I'm just like, maybe you should go back into your permissions and maybe, mm. oh, wow, that's a perfect sickle and hammer right there. I <laughs> love it. Uh, it's too bad I can't link you guys to this because people <laughs> sure have uploaded their photos from this place. Oh, no. Okay. Oh, now boy. I'm scrolling on the left panel where. Let's and now see. you could see the photos of the people and they're like they're taking pictures with like their their finger gestures yeah. and like <laughs> I just the the fact that it's called Secret Sidewalk but it's like plainly labeled on Google Maps. Exactly. That was that's that's what I needed. Um thanks Google. Yep. <laughs> it's it's I tough. Feel, I I yeah. used to my previous house was like a budding like a uh, not a, necessarily a nature preserve, but like preserved land, mm-hmm. and it, it got me into a little bit of trouble because uh, I, I had I had like driven my car the three and a half miles to the commuter rail station and up because three and a half miles is exactly at the limits of. I think when I leave the house, I think that'll simply be a nice long walk. By the time I get there, it's like, oh god, oh, damn it! Why I'm did I sweaty. Walk? I'm, I'm gross. Like, why did I'm not, I do just, this? I'm just not. In the, I mean, it's not that, yeah. not that like I'm exhausted. It's just that I'm just not in the mood right now. Whereas two miles is perfectly fine. Mm-hmm. And so you you go to Google Maps and you're like, is there any? And it's it's the it's the the seduction of the straight line that gets you mm-hmm. that mm-hmm. just to just to, New York. just to torment myself i went to google maps and said well how much how how far is it from us in a straight line like oh dude it's only like 1.4 1.6 miles in a straight line and it's through like the nature preserve and then go to let's switch to satellite you know there seem to be footpaths like not official footpaths but if there are people walking around there like i, I think i think during uh, during in the season it gets some hunters who like will walk to their tree stands and it just got me fantasizing about there must be a way that when i <laughs> when i when i'm in my kind of like nice clothes like the, my medium medium nice clothes when I'm going into uh, going into town for a meeting or something like I can walk through the woods full of ticks and full of like snakes and like marshlands or whatever. But if it means that I can get there in like a half a like a mile and a half of walking, and you see, yeah, and so yeah, that's what we can fly over anywhere, detect anything. There are no secrets that are left for us, and it's I mean, there's plenty of good from that. Or I think we're losing a little bit of that because. It's uh, the, the the ability to say, gee, I'm going to be in Dublin like in three months. Like, imagine it's a couple of years from now. Like, and where, where's my hotel? And like, just so I wonder if there's anything interesting to see from there. And by the time you get there, you've been on Google Street View for so long. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I mean, you're you like, visited there's, it. You're there's like, no well, that was a nice left. trip. That would have been delightful. <laughs> actually, some <sighs> of this graffiti is actually pretty good. No, I agree. I agree. I, well, I, and 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 I I might be I might have not looked graffiti closely Graffiti is just enough. an art form, folks. All right. If Matisse can do his little like brush 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 on a on a you know piece of paper and call that an art 
brush style. By the way, not a fan of, of Matisse, as you can tell. Uh, then somebody doing graffiti, it, you know, it's just an art style. So uh, I, I, yeah. I love to see it. I love to see it nice, you I guess, know, yeah, I, yeah, photogenic. I, I, I guess. I guess my. I have to realize that my my opposition is to stupid graffiti. It's like the, the number of times like I've been walking when through a person place. just writes their name over and over again just for the tagging. Yeah, because then it's like, why is your name Waz? Yeah. <laughs> like, do you have any affiliation with the Waz? Yes. But, but, why are you Waz? Like, is your yeah. name? Did you did you did you like n- not know how to operate this can and you sort of like ejected most of the propellant after the first three letters so you never got mm-hmm. to finish the rest of the sentence because that mm-hmm. can't happen mm-hmm. uh, or did you or did you like hold it at the wrong angle and now like the lacquer that's part of the paint has totally clogged up the the the, the, mm. the sprayer the nozzle and because you're a lazy sob you're not going to figure out how to pull <laughs> off that cap and clean it out or yeah. the last time you did this you didn't clean out the nozzle afterward and so now you've basically got hardened plastic in there but i've it's it's weird like there's at the very very beginning of the graffiti cycle my reaction is oh that you know that's wonderful now here i've always walked past this beautiful tribute mural to one of the heroes of the community thinking that if only someone did a really clumsy penis painted across this person's face <laughs> now i really appreciate thank thank goodness thank thank you for completing this this wonderful piece of artwork and and i feel the same way even if it's a blank wall it's like thank goodness we don't have that clean tidy wall that way we now have this stupid piece of graffiti on it but if someone comes in with like four colors and some sort of a plan I think that's one. It's it can be wonderful. It can like add some, like your sticky note drama. art in the in the window, and it's only three colors. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. There's there's some there, there is I don't uh, maybe maybe there is some crossover from that because we were talking before the show, and uh, uh, as I've said so many times, I'm sort of like in the Times Square of a quaint like 300 year old uh, fishing village. So lots of tourists. Uh, even like in coronavirus, this is where people are coming uh, from like 30, 40, 50 miles away because they can't go. They can't really go places. But like, oh, honey, like, look, there are all these like there are three or four restaurants open for sidewalk business in blank. And it's only we can get there. We can be there in like 30 minutes and we can go to the, visit the beach. And like, OK, that's fine. Uh, and so I feel kind of responsibility like not to be like the only uh, to either be the f- First, the only like building, like floor of the building that's nicely decorated for these things for people to see, or at least not like the last one or the only one not to be. Exactly. And so, and so I get, but the thing is, I, I'm, I'm a big planner and I have like, I'm a big idea man. Like I'll have these wonderful big ideas and I will actually put like 10 times more work into the planning of this project than would to just simply homedepot.com. So I have, I don't know, 60 bucks. Okay, I can get the the big cardboard Santa, the big car. Okay, great. Order them and stick them in the window. Instead, I'm like, okay, so if I were to like want to build a 3D model of a reindeer like out of cardboard. Now, I could use this PVC pipe as the basic spine and then like design cross sections. If I have all these cardboard sheets and would and like and so I'm putting like 100 hours into designing like how what what the what the dimensions of each one should be. But and so a lot of so a lot of this sort of stuff becomes well andy what what can we do that would be cool unique but you will also do it and so i designed like sort of pixel art to like 
uh, cover my windows with with like post-its and so i i i laid in the first uh, jack-o'-lantern into the, the first three foot by three foot jack-o'-lantern into one of the window panes uh, last night i think i will have most of them done by the end of the week i'm going slowly but yeah but part of it is i don't care i don't care actually i don't want people to know exactly where i live even if like people don't know me from podcasting or writing or radio or anything, it's not as though, Hey everyone, this is the, this is where Andy and Natko lives. Just deal with it. But there is something about here is, here is if uh, I, I believe that if I lived in a community that had like lots of these like beautiful pieces of graffiti at some point, I, I wouldn't be the person at the town at the town council meeting saying, sirs, madam, thank you for allowing me two minutes here. So gang activity is often marked by an increase in graffiti. And I feel as though by not doing anything about what is known as the quote art wall unquote on Marl street, that we are simply inviting GA 13 to create a new cell of terror. Like I, I would be the person saying over the, over the next like six, seven, eight, nine months of like of living there, I would be the person thinking that, I want to watch this long enough to know what the procedure is that, okay, I'm not going to cover up anybody else's tag or anybody else's art, but here is a, here is a span of concrete that, and here's what I'm going to do with that span of concrete. Cause if you feel as though you're participating in a public act of community and collective joy by adding that splash of color, that um, if, again, the, if people who come in here, whether they're locals or whether they are coming in because they need a, they just need a break on a Saturday afternoon and they see that, oh my God, and he didn't even like do a witch for the next one and a ghost for the other. This is 14 of the exact same jack-o'-lanterns <laughs> repeated as a pattern, like, like an Andy Warhol, like what is i don't know what a what the latin for 12 a An double double sep, double septiptic triptych i if it makes people think a makes those people think that my god i'm in the i'm in the presence of a lunatic who is fortunately inside and i'm outside and or makes all the other neighbors think you know what we i doesn't honey doesn't your cousin like still have that creepy mannequin in stores that he got like when you saw it in the trash like couldn't we like dress that dress her up as a zombie and put her in the window <laughs> and the, oh see again to bring this around uh, listeners you think that we're just sort of like you know screwing around but and then it becomes like the legendary you know uh uh, uh, uh Cab- cabot cove like the window displays that no, the, only the community and then it knows gets about, a marker on and Google then it gets Maps. a marker, and now people are there for the <laughs> people are there like on Instagram, like pressing like a a questionable moisturizer against their face and saying, "I'm just here at the famous Cavett Cove Halloween display, living my best life." Thanks to hashtag the cream makes the dream <laughs> face moisturizer and antelope leveling eyebrow pencil hashtag ad. Speaking of ads, Speaking of probably ads. segue we into an ad and then get into, into the real serious meat that we're about to bite and into. And then get into the serious meat that we're about to bite into. I couldn't have said it better myself. We'll be back after this. This episode of Material is brought to you by ExpressVPN. In the real world, if you're looking for privacy, you close the door. But online, we leave doors open everywhere we go. Using the internet without ExpressVPN is like never closing doors behind you. Your internet service provider like Comcast or Verizon, they know every single website you visit. And if they want to, they can sell this information to ad companies and tech giants. 
ExpressVPN creates a secure encrypted tunnel between your device and the internet so that your online activity can't be seen by anyone. Listen, sometimes we talk about the rabbit holes that we go down on this show. And sometimes those rabbit holes need a little bit of help from ExpressVPN. They help us stay anonymous across our travels on the internet so that I can maybe look up some weird things that I just want the knowledge of without necessarily having it all tracked and, you know, linked back to me. ExpressVPN works on everything phones, laptops, even routers, so everyone who shares your Wi-Fi can still be protected even if they don't have ExpressVPN. And the best part is using ExpressVPN is as easy as closing the door. You just fire up the app, click one button, and you're protected. And ExpressVPN is the world's number one rated VPN by CNET, Wired, The Verge, and countless others. If, like me, you think your online activity is your business, secure yourself by visiting expressvpn.com slash material today. Go to expressvpn.com slash material and you can get an extra three months for free. That's expressvpn.com slash material. Well, the, the, the really amazing creative work that uh, has been delayed so many times maybe possibly due to coronavirus, but the publicity just keeps rolling and rolling and rolling on. Finally got released. No, we're talk- not talking about Wonder Woman 84. We're talking about the House of Representatives Antitrust Invest- Investigatory Panel, who has been working for 16 months uh, into the alle- any allegations of, uh, an- of antitrust, anti-business, anti-competitive practices from Google, Asp- Google Facebook, Apple, and Amazon. Uh, yes, and- but those companies in the same sentence as anti-business, I don't believe it. <laughs> Heaven forfend. Uh, <laughs> and uh, you know what? It, it was. It, I think it was touch and go for a while. But you know what? They did find some uh, antitrust uh, activity at all of those four companies. I'll be darned. It's a it's a 450 page document. For, it was uh, released a, actually a couple of weeks ago. We've had so much news that we had to delay this. Unfortunately, that gave that gave me the opportunity to go from like just skimming like the google part of it before the show that we're going to be recording like that afternoon to now being able to like read the entire thing and oh boy did they do a good job on this because it it really it really is company by company by company they talk about the history of the company they talk about how it was founded talk about how it grew uh, they have in the, they called them behemoths. They called them behemoths. Well, the Wall Street Journal, the Washington Post, excuse me, article does call them behemoths. Well, that's, uh, that, 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 that is that is that is certainly the gist that's being that's being given. Uh, so yes, they all four of them they concluded have engaged in anti-competitive behavior and abused their power. Uh, and this is not like one of those like Senate subcommittee hearings in which someone, you know, the CEOs come in and a senator who is woefully unprepared and is still trying to wrap their head around a TV that has both VHF and UHF dials on it, ask them stupid questions. No, no, no. This is a thoroughly done document. And like I said, every single section, it's not just like uh, vitriol. It is methodical research. <sighs> They're methodically bringing a case of here's why we're reaching these conclusions. It is footnoted like anything uh i was often like seeing like the names of friends and colleagues being quoted like in some of their past coverage for the past 10 or 20 years about these companies uh and they 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 don't make they don't they don't ask the reader to trust the the board 
about anything. They say, if we said this, here's why we said this. And here's the person at the, here's the company memo that we're, that we derive this information from. Uh, and, uh, and uh, the, the, the only goodish news about this report, as damning as it is against all four companies, is that it doesn't create any immediate consequences for any of these companies right now in and of themselves. It's not as though this is the text of a lawsuit or the text of like a yeah. grand jury sort of thing. This is that this panel was tasked to say, well, we think we, we think it's pretty obvious that this thing is happening, but we need to know that this is happening. And if so, the peop- if if any laws need to be changed, if any procedures or loopholes need to be closed up, we need to have hard information upon which to base uh, our plans about what to do. And so they gave them 450 pages of it. Um, but the, pan- the panel and the document does make a bunch of recommendations uh, broadly that obviously Congress overhaul antitrust and uh, uh, especially mergers and as- uh, acquisitions laws. Because their opinion is that they've been they've been made less effective in uh, as applied to like modern tech markets as opposed to the eras in which these laws were originally created. Um, basically, they're and they're also creating suggestions for brand new laws that would make it less difficult to even go ahead and break up a huge company like Google. Um, like one of the one of the biggest broadest ones was right now if a government wants to bring an antitrust case around uh, against a company it's the res- the responsibility oh, excuse me if there's a uh, if there's like a a proposed acquisition uh, and one of the big complaints they've been making against most of these companies in this report is that uh, things like Facebook deciding that uh, the WhatsApp is a competitor, let's just buy them and make them far, part of Facebook so that they're not a competitor with us. Apple and Google buying companies and so that whatever technology and ideas they develop become the property of Apple and Google. So one of the things they're trying to Dark do- Sky. To- Dark, dark sky, exactly. So now we are, we're losing like the best weather app. Um, so one of the recommendations they're making is that whenever a large merger or an acquisition is being contemplated, uh, the uh, the default setting on the investigation is that it's okay for this acquisition to proceed. The purpose of this proceeding is to see if there are any reasons why we should stop it. And so they're proposing a, a total change to the rule book that says that the assumption is that any sort of a merger, any sort of an acquisition is going to be harmful. And it's up to these companies to prove that, no, it's not going to be. Um, they're, and they're also making the point that like the maker of a phone operating system like Apple, like Google – the fact that they also are making apps that are competing with third-party apps, that means that they're going to give them the behemoth the sort of uh, opportunities that other companies aren't going to, aren't going to do. Um, now, uh, I was, I believe that Apple fans were probably hoping there'd be like three pages on Apple saying that, oh gosh, it's just too bad that the other company's uh, app store model is not as fair and wonderful and benevolent as yours, but naughty, naughty. No, each company got almost the same amount of coverage, the same amount of uh, beating with a stick. Uh, but this is a Google podcast. So uh, here's here's what they were talking about. Uh, they're complaining about uh, the sheer size of the company uh, and uh, the Google search for instance, was described as, and I'm quoting here, generally immune to competition or threat of entry, unquote, due to its popularity and uh, and, and and stages of sales. Um, the report uh, is dinging all four of these companies for uh, being acquisition happy. Uh, however, Google has, pur- according to the report, Google has purchased well over 260 companies over the past 10, 20 years, which, unless I've read the rest of the document incorrectly, would be several times the number of acquisitions that the other companies each have made uh, in a certain amount of time. Uh, they were specifically calling them out for how Google 
creates default placement for all of its apps and all of its services like search and maps and the play store uh, on android hardware by locking down exclusive contracts with the makers of uh, of that hardware uh, and also making them requirements for the handset makers that they want access to the best goodies about android uh, and also the simple idea of google having the firepower to pay apple 12 billion dollars well more than any other search engine maker to become the default search engine uh, for ios and then there's also the returning specter of uh, of Google scraping data from other sites, misappropriating misappropriating content from other sites to enhance uh, to enhance Google lyrics engine. A, FYI, there you go. yep, yeah, exactly. By the way, uh, uh, but also like news sites where we've talked about this before where people who are do, using Google search for an answer to a question, they want the answer to the question. Like, gee, how do I, how do I, uh, uh how do I perform, uh, like a, a safe restart of, uh, of my Mac? And what they want is what Google search does, which is to give them their search results, but top it off with an info box that says, here's the four steps you need to do. And there's a link to, oh, and go, here's the, a link to, here's the story in iMore that explains how all this works. But iMore, they don't get credit for the person clicking yeah. to read the article. They get the information they want and they they biff on out. Uh, and also, I think the board was also talking about how uh, not only was it enhancing search as a destination, not just a tool to get to other sites, but also how they were prioritizing some res- some search results over others, meaning uh, they gave examples of like how search rankings were, well, great, like the first 18, the, the first real like unbiased, totally algorithmically based result is like number 18 or 19 on the list. All the rest of these are placed there because they're ads or because they somehow uh, uh, promote Google. Um, and there's obviously, obviously this could be like a four hour talk about what's in here. Uh, broadly, it is pretty strong stuff. It dives really, really deep. Uh, one of the things that I was really pleased with was the evidence that they provided that this wasn't just oh the last when once sundar pichai uh, took over or once google became a huge company this is when they they turned from they turned into cutthroats it's like no they have people from like 2006 2000 they have documents from 2006 2007 saying that We must start acquiring companies as soon as we are economically able to do so. Like this, this was like the groundwork. It makes it sound as though they had an evil plan from the begin with that we are going to become huge behemoths, and here's how we're going to uh, abuse our power once we get there. Uh, now Google has historically said, "Oh, but look, there's DuckDuckGo. We, by goodness, we are the amount of the amount of like body weight and and, and water weight we have lost by sweating the competition represented by DuckDuckGo and the government saying." You don't have any competition. Stop pretending that competition in search is a thing. Here are the numbers. It is not a thing. Um, but the last thing, but the last thing I'll say about it is that um, a lot. This is exactly. I, I think that for all four companies, this is a, doc, a document that needed to be created. That even if a company is or is in a certain market and they're not abusing their power or they're not a, a, a superpower that needs to be, be broken up even if they're doing okay i do think that they're big enough that people should people and congress should be asking these questions these companies should be made to be confronted with data like this and explain themselves and maybe the explanation will be that well dude we're making a great product that everybody likes that's why we're so big uh but they should at least be be made to explain themselves and defend themselves but and that was one of the things that sort of uh, struck me wrong about certain sections of this with Google because with a lot of it, it's a lot of it. The, the reports complaints seem to be that simply that 
uh, Google search and Google maps, for instance, are so good that they put so much work into it and so much time, effort and innovation over so much time that, well, gosh, like if someone were to start to create a Google search competitor right now, they don't have enough time to spend 20 years developing it. So it will be as good as this 20 year old product is right now. That's unfair. And I'm like, what, what? Did I did I skip over a page? Um, like a Google search, uh, I've uh, there's here's a quote of what the report says uh, about uh, Google search. Quote: Even an upstart that was able to secure the the necessary capital to invest heavily in computing infrastructure would find itself at a considerable disadvantage, mm-hmm. given that Google search algorithm has been refined through trillions and trillions yep. of queries. Yep. Which again, I tr- I translate at this is a really good product that they've spent a lot of time developing. <laughs> And people use it because it's great. It's not unfair that DuckDuckGo can't like make money being a head-to-head competitor with Google by trying to become a better search engine. It can be successful by delivering something, either depending on how you look at it, delivering something that Google cannot, which is security and privacy, or delivering or exploiting people's fears of Google exploiting their security and privacy. So what I'm saying is that this is obviously this is just the first step of something. This was always going to be the first step of something. By the way, this is a completely this report is a completely separate thing uh, from the uh, investigations and the actions that the the, uh, Judiciary Committee is rumored to be taking against Google in the coming weeks. Also, it has nothing to do with the 50 different states attorney generals, attorneys general who are banding together to prosecute on a on a state level each one of these companies. It's just the start of something, but. I do think this is going to be part of a really important and long, long overdue saying, okay, now that now that you are a multi-trillion dollar company, perhaps we should have some rules that we were quite correctly not willing to inflict upon you when your industry was two people and eight dollars between you to fund Chinese takeout while you're trying to get this code to work. Woof, Andy, that was a lot. But I feel like you distilled that really well. I'm still sort of trying to figure out what the end result of all this with be it would be. I mean, would we see something akin to what happened? I know that it was like the late 90s and that was some time ago, but would this be something akin to what happened with Microsoft? Already, you know, we're hearing about what the EU is doing, at least in terms for Google, right? About not having Google be the default search engine on Android devices. Um I believe they're looking at having DuckDuckGo be the alternate there because, you know, because it's unbiased in the sense that it doesn't force you to any one search engine. Um, it just kind of crawls in a in a crawly way. It's web crawlers do. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I'm I'm trying to wrap my hand around what would ultimately be done about all of this. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm hoping it's uh, the Congress's ability to regulate tech is all is usually mocked because of every that's memory. why I'm struggling because I saw what happened in the 90s as a kid and as an adult I've been hurt by those you know choices that were made that were not future uh, proof. Yeah. Like the like the Digital Millennium Copyright Act, mm-hmm, which mm-hmm. is so I don't I don't think that anybody who was putting that together at the time anticipated what a really really terrible weapon this would be 
uh, f- uh, for media companies who regarded basic <laughs> basic freedoms given to mm-hmm. everybody through copyright law as irksome, like saying, "Oh, oh, no, no, no!" It's uh, we left like the results of like the the Sony Betamax decision, which said that if you have the right to have this to have this media, you have the right to copy it to another format so that you can enjoy it more conveniently. But however, we're going to be putting digital rights management on it that you are not allowed to break so that you, oh, you still have the right to copy it. But if you somehow manage to break the encryption, then you've actually broken the law. So you you can have the copy that you made in jail, but you will be in jail for having broken the encryption in order to get that copy of My Three Sons season one. It's my, I don't know if My Three Sons would even be on. My Three Sons was one of those sitcoms that was so old that even when I was a little kid, like in the uh, in the, the late seventies, it was this sitcom that my parents might have seen. Sixty, yeah. Mom I'll, was missing. Yeah, I'll remember. It did have a cool like opening title sequence of like and three tapping like animated feet. And anyway, but I digress. Yeah, it's uh, but but the thing is like the the age of the, the the number of people who are representatives in Congress who grew up with the internet is increasing more and more with oh yeah that's cycle. true and so at least yeah. like at least the basic boneheadism of like i keep laws forgetting and- that the world is actually moving forward even though i feel like i've been standing still for yeah. centuries <laughs> um and, and also also we have to remember that these people are being advised by people who are younger than them true so you have people who grew up with phone with uh, smartphones who are advising them and writing their briefing papers so it's possible that they will do something that's quite sensible I'm actually being sincere about that, although I had to do the comedic cough okay. and laugh about that. Yes. Anything involving Congress, but still, uh, it's it's going to be a it's going to be an interesting period in the next couple of years to figure out at what point at what point do they have like a, the it's a wonderful life, Mr. Potter moment where you, where these tech executives realize that okay, I can't I can't crush I, I can't crush this 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 congressional investigation, and I can't like overlook this congressional investigation. I'm just going to have to buy this congressional investigation and make sure that when they do write their little laws, they will actually make it harder for us to thwart us rather than easier. <sighs> Once again, woof. And with that, I feel like we should take a little break and then move on to some not so serious Google. News. Well, it's something for some. Yeah, cool it's not serious, as serious. It's, we'll find it. We'll, yeah, we'll yeah. find about this again. We'll be back after this. Well, this week in parroting a Google press release, it's not that. It's not that. I feel guilty every time that there's a piece of news and the it's actually interesting, <laughs> actually interesting news, and the primary source is actually what Google put on their site. At least their blog posts are like interesting to read. I mean, I you know, yeah, you know, they're good I'm, blog posts. They're good. They're good. I mean, they're. I'm. I'm just worried that at some point, like, they'll be. Like in paragraph four, it'll be and because, and we built this technology using uh, using a, a research grant we created that Andy is a big stupid head whose head is completely stupid and based on machine learning, thinking that I will just simply hoping that I will just cut and paste it into whatever I'm doing and then read it like in a podcast or put it in press and then oh I guess I shouldn't have just simply quoted that <laughs> podcast. No, Andy, this is not one of those things. Instead, this is one of those things that's actually supposed to. Be helpful, especially to folks who rely on sex accessibility features. We will explain this now. So uh, Google had a blog post explaining like brand new features for Android that they're rolling out this fall. Many of them are actually really, really interesting accessibility features. Um, 
the uh, you, you realize that they have uh, live transcribe uh, app, which is basically designed to take things that the microphone mm-hmm. is hearing and turn it into mm-hmm. useful information. In this case, text. So any anywhere you are, you can hold down the power button, tap or under the uh, volume control, tap on live transcribe. So they they're using that basic technology to add a bunch of assistive features that are really really cool. Uh, so they're they've added this feature called sound notifications. And you get that by having this, the live transcribe and the sound notifications app through the Play Store. And once, you, if you have this active and you activate it in settings, uh, it, the, it will keep the, your phone's microphone open. And whenever it hears something in your house or in the environment that it recognizes, it will, and it, based on your settings, the phone will vibrate in your pocket or the camera fla- flash will like flashlight to call your attention and will tell you that, oh, I, I hear an appliance is beeping. So that you know that, okay, that's, that must be my frozen pizza telling me that the timer is gone. Or if there's a dog barking, if there's a fire alarm, the sound of a door knock, all these things, instead of just saying, oh, instead of the microphone thinking, oh, wasn't that interesting? It was like, oh, perhaps this is a significant event that someone who can't hear that should be informed, wants to be informed of. Uh, the One of the things that, that sounded that looked pretty remarkable to me is that, and of, of course, what the this the second thing that is that that works about about accessibility features is that usually it's it is absolutely for the people who need these assistive technologies but there's also going to be people who do not need these technologies mm-hmm. who will find out how to exploit them to make their lives better such as when apple added <laughs> yeah so what i'm raising I raise my hand, my well. hand by I'm, the way yes it's like no it's the moment that you find out that oh so to make the iPad more accessible, it's possible to go into accessibility settings and have support for Bluetooth pointy device. Gee, I wonder if that means that I could hook up a Bluetooth mouse and while I'm word processing, it would actually feel like a thousand dollar useful laptop instead of a thousand dollar book reader. Uh, so, but anyway, so for the thing that really caught my, that caught my eye after like the, the news part of it is that part of it is uh, in, uh, it presents a timeline view so that later on you can actually see a ch- like a timeline chart of what noises were picked up and when it's like, uh, for so you can look from like left to right, scroll through the day, and you'll see a line, say line like a purple line says dog barking. Now, imagine it's like a channel on a uh, uh, on, on in a music app. Mm-hmm. And so oh well, so I can imagine like just leaving your your phone out, like of course the day like plugged into the charger, finding out that look is my dog like barking all day long, and I, gee I I don't want to like record six hours worth of song sound and then play it back. But to pick up your phone like from its little stand where you left it and left the left the app running, say okay, he barked then, he barked then, then he stopped barking for three hours, then he barked again. That seems that seems like a really cool and interesting feature. Yeah, I think. Um, let's see, what am I going to take advantage of? <laughs> <laughs> um, let's see, let's see, let's see. I think what I really need to do is put those action blocks to use. Like, I know that it's something that we've talked about. They've been around for a while, but it's been in the back of my mind to actually set them up and have some widgets splayed out on my screen. Um, I will also say that the blog post introducing these new features. Uh, the one at least specifically that's about how your Android is getting more helpful this fall. I really like the graphics that they did for it. Just like they have like the header graphic. It's just like very cool and modern. Um, it showcases a lot of just the the incidences of like material design that you'll come across. 
Uh, I really like the animations, the illustrations that they did. I don't know. It's it's nice and coherent. Yeah, it's it's it makes it makes it kind of suckers you into actually reading what they're actually saying. Yeah, exactly. That's why I was saying they're good because at least you know they're really nice to look at. But yeah, so though so you mentioned action action blocks, which is a feature that uh, not many. I don't. I've never. I don't see many people like on social media or in the press press actually mentioning them, even though they're very very useful. It's a way to take like a a predefined bunch of actions and essentially drop it into like a having a box again an action block that on your home screen that when you tap it it will now perform this sequence of actions not just uh that it's powered by uh stuff that hooks that are available through the google assistant so you can have a i'm home now sort of function which they will say okay and so it's going to turn on these lights it's going to start this spotify playlist on this speaker it's going mm-hmm. to lock the door behind you it's going to send a message to uh your your, your partner saying that okay, frankly I'm, it's I'm, a little more helpful than just like setting it up through the google home yeah. or like the assistant to be quite honest yeah, and also, and also because some things you don't you don't want to have to like make noise in the house to make something happen. It's like 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 I've got or remember what the phrase is that you programmed like earlier yeah, in the day, exactly. which I'm still word having problems word. remember. <laughs> like, <sighs> hey Guillermo, the baby's going to sleep now, and it's like that's like the reaction for like turn off the lights. Makes turn off everything that makes noise, but, but I you have kept to, but saying you have to do it's that. bedtime. Yeah. I kept saying it's bedtime, and then Google would just say, "Okay, good night," and do nothing. And I was like, "Why aren't you doing anything?" <laughs> oh, because yep. that's not the command. Um, but, the, but anyway, this is, but this is related to accessibility because action blocks can now uh, tie into a bunch of speech speech related uh, assistive uh, abilities. Uh, so, uh, f- so you can like program. So, someone who has a speech related disability can program in phrases that they need to see say often uh anything that relates to uh, like friends to communications uh like i found out through this that there is a uh, standardized picture communication symbols library so that if there is uh, life, if uh, someone has a, a speech problem uh, and they're in a chair and they use a board to communicate with uh, the figure icons like the the, the symbols that refer to of like you know pizza <laughs> of, of of water of like sleep about discomfort instead of like instead of that person like every time they switch from one device to another trying to figure okay so gosh okay here's a moon and a couple of stars does this does this mean uh communicating t- t- telling someone i want to go to sleep now i want to go to sleep or is it saying please draw the trees draw the curtains the light outside is way too bright so they're having us they have a standardized library so that just like we use the same words verbally for everything uh, and it's always understood and from one typewriter to another you use the same letters you would have the exact same uh, symbol library uh, so that's that's another really neat step forward that i uh, i think obviously every time there is an every time there is an announcement about something that's being done positively for accessibility i don't know what i'm talking about because uh i i'm not affected by this disability so i always make sure that i go to tech bloggers uh, like Stephen aquino and others that they do nothing but uh, in addition to their regular routine as uh, as uh, tech bloggers and tech commentators obviously they have and they also have a special beat uh, about assist assistability so they are the experts that i check on but still it's good stuff um for uh, for everybody uh, there's the other feature they're talking about is 
uh, actually two things. One that uh, they're making third party apps work more closely with the assistant, which mm, is yeah. good. And which and one of the things it uh, obviously the assistant works great with Google services, but there have been times where why can't I just simply say, "Hey Guillermo, uh, get me an Uber to the train station," which is something in the before times I would be doing once or twice a week. Like mm-hmm. I would just like to, uh, or even even better so if it were uh, as useful as Google Assistant usually is, get me an Uber to the train station that can get me there by 9.05 a.m. So it's good that That there are these... sounds very complicated, but like a thing that is absolutely not possible right now. Well, yeah, but but, well, it's... If if, I'm sure that if Google had that ride... Had built that ride-sharing app, maybe it would work as well as Google Google Calendar does, where you can say that, hi, uh, set me me a new appointment at 1 p.m. on Tuesday, November 8th from 1 p.m. to Mm -hmm. 8 p.m., no, change that to 1 p.m. to 6 p.m. It's really is very, very dynamic. You'd like to see that level of sophistication. They, just like you said a moment ago, one of the reasons why I don't use a lot of assistant features is that, oh, really? You mean that I can actually have – what is the temperature of, I don't know, of my Google Nest mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, speaker? Because I have to remember what phrase to actually trigger to actually get that specific information. Uh, like I can't just – or I can't simply say reschedule my dental appointment for the next day. I have to say open res- the rescheduler and create a blah, blah, blah. Uh, so it's uh, – these uh, – they were prom- Google was promoting this as a big, big uh, evolution in uh, in the Google Assistant, and it is mm-hmm. the the idea is that they're they're allowing third party apps to have closer access uh, to uh, assistant actions. Uh, all you have to do is well, they're one of the uh, uh, they're giving examples like send a message to D'Artagnan on Slack. So use yes, send a message, but use this external app that I'm telling you about. Uh, order a smoothie on Postmates, which really got my attention because. Holy mother of God, could they have come up with a better example of wealthy Silicon Valley engineers developing solutions to problems that are typically faced by wealthy Silicon Valley engineers? Like, you know, it's just terrible that when I'm taking somebody who's trapped in a gig economy job and making them almost kill themselves on a bicycle to deliver a fad drink that I could probably either do without or make myself just as easily and then stiff them on the tip – I'm sorry that I have to actually like pick up my phone to launch the app. Why can't I just – why are things so complicated for Google engineers who are making $375,000 a year? <laughs> it's like, okay, that's fine. Again, okay, so order a smoothie from Postmates. Um, you can uh, find out what these shortcuts already are by saying, hey, Guillermo, show my shortcuts, and it will take you to the right settings page. It will show you a list of all the apps that are already installed on your phone and what they can do, and you have to activate them by saying, okay, I'll allow Twitter to have access to this. Um, for example, some of the things that my phone can respond to is send Outlook Mail via the Outlook app, send money via PayPal, new tweet ebay watch list pop up my ebay watch list new keep note a lot of these aren't terribly sophisticated though which kind of bothered me because i was really looking forward to like a saying uh hey guillermo uh create a new keep note uh these new assistant features are really really useful but if all they did was launch the app and then i have to actually type something in manually that would be really really bad hashtag ideas hashtag material podcast and that's the note I would want it to create as opposed to launch, keep, create a new note, and then blinking cursor, which is what it mm-hmm. actually did when I tried that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, okay, hopefully there'll be more sophistication in the future. Obviously, some 
apps will be better at this than others. This is part of the dream that we were hoping to live in when it comes to the assistant, where we can actually use the assistant for damn near any, everything, as opposed to keeping our brain partitioned into things we know that we can. Mm. We don't have to go over and pick up the phone in order to do, and things that, no, you can't just do this through your headphones, the, the button on your head on your earpiece. You actually have to now take off your take out your phone to make it happen. The dream, uh, the dream where I could just talk to my assistant, just like it's another human being, not paying <laughs> me rent in the house. Uh, yes. Oh, well. The, the last thing, and we'll make this quick because it's simple. Uh, they're opening up the uh, the official Google Phone app to more uh, Android phones now. Uh, most phones that are running Android nine or later will be able to use it, uh, which means that the, the, really the one of the few things that Google has as a signature feature these days is how well it works as a phone. And right. when I say that, I mean its ability to deal with all the annoyances that drove people away from using the phone as a communications device to begin with. Um, I so the first time that uh, I, I showed somebody the like call screening feature, like that, that it's as if this person was going to go buy an Android phone then and there because like, wait a minute, you mean that you tap this button and you don't answer, but a, but a good voice answers, and then you get to see what the caller says in response. It's like yeah, and. and and actually, it's better than that because as soon as the voice starts saying, hi, this is a Google Assistant, if it's a spam caller, they almost immediately hang up and they're like, how much money does this cost? Where can you take me to buy one of these magical phones? So the idea of making that not a Pixel feature but a Google, but an Android feature is 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 nice, strong, see, earthy cheese. But see, the Pixel was the test bed this entire time, which lends credence to the uh, the underground drama of the idea that the Pixel is the Nexus line incarnated. So there we go. It comes all back around. Everybody has had their conspiracy theories validated and um and that's that folks <laughs> uh well we're going to take one more break and then we'll go yep. to our after dinner mint something that's light and frothy in this case we have something super super fun uh that will probably make you drop your <laughs> drop out of your podcast app to download this really cool free app that google okay. just came up with well one of my favorite google apps is actually the google arts and culture app because I do tend to forget that it exists, and then I remember that it exists, and then I launch it, and then I spend eight hours like <laughs> navigating museums all across the world, looking at all kinds of beautifully captured and rendered, and sometimes in 3D pieces of art. Especially now. Especially now, where you have to really, really be creative with what you can do virtually to kind of like make yourself feel like, I did something today. You know what I mean? <laughs> Because, yeah. like, pre-COVID, you would go out, you go to the museum, it's like, oh, we had tea today, like, we got to walk to this latest exhibit, oh, man, we had such a great afternoon. But now it's like, well, I got my friend to hop on the phone with me and <laughs> use this app at the same time as me, and it was something that we got to bond over, even though I haven't seen them in months. Uh, <laughs> I hope, Andy, this is something that we can bond over. Yes, this is, so this is a, a really cool new pieces piece of art, fil set of art filters uh, in the in the culture app. So they've added four, uh, five new 3D augmented reality features that allow you to interact directly to varying states of with with varying states of hilarity with like famous pieces of art. Uh, so, for instance, there's like a there's a uh, uh, there's a AR feature where uh, you use the selfie cam and you're suddenly wearing the turban and earrings from Vermeer's Girl with a Pearl Earring. 
Uh, and yes, you get both earrings, not just the camera closest one. Now that, that one's a little bit sketchy, but it does work. Uh, oh, and by the way, before you ask, yes, you can take selfies and selfie video while you're doing this. I would hope so. I it's would other, hope so. Otherwise, what's the point? Um, now the the one that uh, there's a a 19th century samurai helmet. Um, quoting the description here uh with tengu mask and crows from the metropolitan museum of arts collections and of course now you can wear that helmet and of course instagram it and selfie it uh there is an egyptian faience uh, collar necklace from 1352 to 13, 1327 bc that you can put on now you know but there are two there are two that could get a little bit depending on how tastefully they do this could be offensive could be cool could be fine the one that the the one that i had the most fun with and probably most people are going to be having fun with okay. is uh the famous van gogh's uh, famous self-portrait the, the style the image so you, you hold of course you, you turn the selfie camera and it will turn your turn the, that video of right. like you looking at the selfie camera into a 3d version of like your your face and yep essentially you become van gogh in this in this self-portrait and it's not just like Van Gogh. It's like your face, your contours, your nose, your eyes, your ears, but painted by Van Gogh. Van Gogh and, my and, teeth. and your teeth. Uh, Van it's, Gogh it's, with my teeth. It's, 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 it's as though it will look as though like your entire face, except for your, your entire – you're wearing a, a form-fitting latex mask painted in the style of, of that texture, but with eye holes and a, and a mouth cut out. They're really, really good. Your eyelids work. The, the lips work. But you see that the, the your eyes are like your eyes. Your teeth are actually your teeth. And it's completely – completely interactive uh and it and it keeps up with you so it's not just like flicker 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 it is like you're having a conversation and you're yeah. saying oh here's van gogh self-portrait talking about how much they enjoy the go-go's because hey he's van gogh uh <laughs> i had to i had to of course post <laughs> taking okay. selfies no of course way, you have to this, this is what it was designed for so that suddenly everybody's instagram feeds and twitter feeds are filled with pictures of them as van gogh and van gogh oh, doing wait silly a minute things. but is frida Kahlo? i don't get the infamous unibrow now see that's where i was going next the other one now this i was actually worried <laughs> about this um the famous uh, frida Kahlo's self-portrait with monkey and I'm like, okay, I haven't activated this yet, but if it gives, like, if you if it gives people the signature Frida Kahlo unibrow, I feel as though that would be offensive. I feel as though that would not be a positive thing. Instead, it just mm. simply p- puts you over the foreground of the painting, and the monkey that's on Frida Kahlo's shoulder will be like tracked to your shoulder. Yes. Uh, so it, and and kind of the scarf, the scarf that she's wearing, it's it kind of is crested around. This is uh, I. Can't believe I've never played with this before. And we talk about this a lot. You you bring these to the podcast often when they have like a really nice update. And I never quite dug in. And uh oh, art selfie. Discover portraits that look like you. Oh yeah. That was, see, that was one of the first ones that came like a really cool viral hit where you 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 take a self-picture portrait with it and we'll search all of its image images to find portraits that look like you. Oh, I remember this. That's right, because uh Okay, I remember it because I remember my um I remember the suggestions that it gave me. Well, apparently I have a very old world look because <laughs> I tell you, we've got a lot of lot of woo, we're really going back in time here. Portrait of a man, British painter, but I'm not a man. Well, <laughs> but what is gender but a construct really? Yeah, um, exactly. Exactly. Uh, anyway, great find, Andy. That's yeah. a, that's fun. 
this is is good stuff to remind people about just because, you know, again, stuck indoors, looking for something to do. I bet you this would be a really fun thing to post to your social media and get people to be like, hey, what is that? And you'd be like, you can go download it and try it out. It was it it was fun. The the fun the, the most fun uh, the most fun I had with it was uh, I found out about it like at seven p.m. by like seven twenty I was using it, and I was already saying, "Oh my god, Andy, you're such an idiot!" Like you're 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 you're. Uh, it's 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 like when you when you have we have a friend that you know. Uh, so I guess that we're not going to be allowed to do anything else on this trip until we stop the car go over to that lot and allow you to get your picture taken on top of that big fiberglass kangaroo, right? Yeah. Like, okay, let's, if we can move her on, if you would. And I was like, oh, Andy, you're, t- I, I, you're about to tell me that you're not allowed to get any more work done until you complete a video of you singing. We got the beat by the go-go's as Van Gogh and then post it to Instagram and Facebook and the like. Yeah, I'm afraid so. Like, okay, fine. Let's let's call up the lyrics database because I don't know what the second verse is. Oh wait, you don't need to go to the lyrics database, Sandy. All I have to do is Google it. They're gonna just grab it right yeah. from. Sorry, that, no, bring it I, back around the antitrust. You I know, mean, you know what? Because there there was that documentary about the Googles, and some of them have a little cooking habit. Like the, the they've been taking the, the 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 heroin tablets or whatever during the heyday, and I feel as though if they were fairly compensated for their work in the forms of license fees for those lyrics, perhaps they would like buy some more of those LSD brownies or whatever. And okay, be all hopped this is, up. This is the end of the podcast. I don't want to be responsible. So I, I don't want like, that on my 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 mind. Do you? I feel like I can bring up the fact that yesterday I went down a bit of a rabbit hole because I listened to this podcast that recaps uh, Reddit threads. It's Patreon only. Don't don't ask me what the name is. Um, and uh, it it led me down a Mackenzie Phillips hole oh, last night dearness. because I was because I was explaining to my husband about like the history, and I knew about Mackenzie Phillips because she had played the counselor on the intervention episode of Never Two and Oh my God, it's yeah. just all very terrible. That's I, was, um, I, was, I, was, I, was, I hate to interrupt you, but yeah, that's that's how much of a drug habit she had that when she makes cameos in modern things it's always as a drug counselor because oh that's Mackenzie Phillips from one day at a time who was on the hit sitcom but kept getting like fired suspended because she was 14 years old and like a that's what I was that's that's what I was yeah I mean listen again she had a hard life she had a very very hard childhood yeah she has and terrible Terrible parents who did not keep her safe rock and roll Uh, parents who were like Worse absolutely than terrible uh sorry to put that all into your heads but you know <laughs> this is just like what's been going on here is i've just when left to my own devices i just enter research holes <laughs> which is probably why andy and i get along because like andy understands when i like talk about my little rabbit holes that i jump <laughs> down um and i really appreciate that thank you andy uh it, it feels nice to be seen sometimes you have to chase your brain to where it wants to it's, it's like having a well, very ha- very works. energetic dog like let him off the leash <laughs> he, he, he will find you he will yes, lead but you then I know everything about smells. mackenzie phillips lifelong drug habit so yeah. i don't know maybe she'll call me up and i can write her book and <laughs> make some money hey call me up my kid needs braces eventually uh on that note wow uh, yeah, I think, wow, I, wow, wow i think we're done i think we've had yep. a very very nice show uh mm-hmm. i've certainly enjoyed it i can't speak for the for the listenership 
but I'm sure we'll find out about it on Twitter. You can tweet at us <laughs> on Twitter. We will definitely uh, at tweet at material podcast on Twitter, tw- tweet at Oh, that flow, uh, tweet at Anatko and you're going to have to like actually look that up and spell it correctly. That's, that's, that's the password for actually getting my notice mm-hmm. on social media. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, Google and we will, will auto correct it by the way, yes. or auto fill it. Uh, we you can also you can also go to relay.fm slash material uh and even better if you can if you want to uh, sign up for a membership to relay.fm that's a little extra cash that you uh, you put in our little tip jar so to speak mm-hmm. uh, after our after our acoustic set in front of the boston public library or in front of uh in front of harvard square uh and uh that supports not just us directly uh, but in, but also the entire community of relay.fm creators you'll also get in addition to our very very sincere gratitude you'll also get special bonus episodes from across the entire relay.fm show universe because uh, there's things the great things about that we when we do this podcast it is very off the cuff but it is also very organized that we know mm-hmm. what we're gonna be talking about we have all the data on the facts we have a good time say what what could we absolutely not do if we were i'm, I'm not talking about cussing i'm not talking about saying the word bottoms all the time but i'm saying if we what if we were to like disassemble our phones like simultaneously what if we were to to, to reset our chromebooks simultaneously at the same time and watch all of our data disappear and see how that how see how that works out we could do that or what if Hint, we were to, it never actually disappears but it that's doesn't why you have to listen to the bonus episode so you find out why <laughs> Why can't, why can't, I mean, it's, it's an open operating system. Why can't they have, like, why can't they have it, like, go out, go out, the like, sky how? is open, and that's where all the data goes into I the I can clouds. feel myself slipping away. When we go Hello. to heaven, do we see all of our data there, too? <laughs> yes, and we're confronted with every, every post and every message oh, board God. we made in the early 90s when we were 18 or 19 years old, and then we became adults for, for real. We thought, oh my God, thank God that people can't Google message boards. Some of us were younger and a little too young to be having opinions on the internet. Let me tell you that. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, it's like I don't. I I am I am shocked and dist- I am shocked and disturbed when I see like someone who is sixteen or sixteen or seventy year old high school kid have the their entire career as a high school kid and future working adult taken from them based on some absolutely hair follicle shriveling things that they said or posted on their Facebook. But I also think that they're sixteen, seventeen years old. It is a literal medical fact. Their brains are still being formed that if you came back to them at age 22, 23, 24, they would not have those same attitudes. They would not think that thing is funny. And incidentally, Andy, do you really want to be confronted with – if this were Twilight Zone, at some point at some point, a book would be delivered to you containing everything you ever posted in your teenage years on dial-up message boards that don't no longer exist anymore like you're gonna you have to remind to me of this when one is a teenager <laughs> i'll say I, <sighs> before before we go let's, let's talk about stealing content because it, it comes up the uh, 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 uh xk uh, i always get the letters wrong xkcd i know see it's it's like it's 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 my damn like upbringing as a journalist. Every time I think it's it comes into my 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 brain as XKCD, but I think you should fact check that just in case you're misremembering it. But there there's a uh, I don't I'm on their I'm on their site right now and I actually check to see can you like order prints from these things. But I know you can download them as high resolution. I want uh, there's one that I actually want framed and mounted, which is the a uh, looks like a uh, standard like web based community forum interface in which someone who's like uh uh nine ish n i n 
like uh, 70, 78, NIN, like 82, says, oh, man, my, I can't believe my mom won't let me get a get get a Vespa scooter because, like, they're really, really safe, and I wouldn't, all I would need is a moped license. Then the reply is like, from, like, so-and-so, you know, like, 81 like a like oh, that was that was posted like uh 30 or 40 years in like 1981 then the next uh, 981 like the, the 1990s the next reply was posted like last week saying yeah gosh imagine how big or bad it would be if they, if she wouldn't let you get an electric scooter even though you don't need a license for it at all then there's another reply from and i should like justin we talked about this they're not the same things and how did he even find this message board <laughs> the, the, like the title of it being I, I, i'm so glad i'm so blown away that now kids can have literally have arguments with their parents as they were when they were the exact same age <laughs> because like it's like 17 year old 17 year old you Horrified. said something and now your 17 year old kid is like reading that and now See, but you still have to be yeah it's you have, that to, you have that to look forward to you should, you should be archiving like every single board you go to so that you can just simulate like a dial-up or simulate something say mona do you want do you do you want to do a clapback video against your mom (laughs) from like when she was 13 years old and first discovered makeup stop giving me ideas oh my goodness Uh, see that's why you gotta tune in every week to the show podcast okay well what, what else what's going on is there anything you want to flag people for in the world of oh that flow you can go to florenceion.com. Um, I recently posted about a keyboard that made me cry. Mm. Just a little right. <laughs> you're building. You're building a really awesome keyboard. I saw your picture. It, it, it's it's uh it it's got some issues, but you can read all about that at florenceion.com yes. <laughs> and my iterative process. And I'm sorry. I'm sorry for teasing you all earlier. I go to i h n as in Nancy, a t as in Tom, k o on Twitter and on Instagram to see pictures, uh, things, announcements of like where I'm, where I'm, things I'm publishing, and where I'm on the radio. I'm on uh, Boston Public Radio, uh, Boston's NPR station, WGBH, almost every week. Uh, it's, it's election season, and sometimes we get, I get preempted for a local politician who wants to like continue to be a local politician so they ask for an hour of live call in time and therefore we don't get to talk about hi uh well this week i found a, a, a usb-c battery charger that's shaped like a sony walkman <laughs> oh no no they we want to talk about like protecting the elections oh fine i suppose my my little sony walkman phone charger can wait uh but uh, so i'm but i'm on uh this week recording actually on wednesday uh, I'm on t- uh, tomorrow, as a matter of fact, at 1.20 p.m., uh, but that's okay. If you miss it, you can – if you're there, you can watch it. You can listen to it live at WGBHnews.org. If you're not – if you did miss it, that's okay. Uh, they record all of them. Just do a search on my name, and you'll be able to, to zoom right to that immediate – that actual tech uh, section uh, directly. So that's always a bit of fun, uh, and also uh, it, it is it is very weird. We will, I promise you, dear listener, we will be closing this off, but I, <laughs> I, 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 I still – like. So I'm doing the. I used to go like every week, like every Friday, to the WGBH studios, like in, in Boston, and like I'm in, like I'm, uh, I'm waiting, like in a little soundproof room, and then it's, I'm about to come on, and I go into like the glass walled like studio, sitting in a room with these two other people with this beautiful like 
multi-crane microphones. I'm seeing them, so I'm having a conversation with two other people. And so I'm definitely, and also, by the way, I had I commuted there on commuter rail, and I probably like to put on like a casual shirt and casual tie and some kind of a jacket. I don't look like I'm a, an executive, but I'm clearly putting myself in sort of a, a, a making sure like my mind game is on point. That's okay. Now remember that we're going to be talking to uh, a large like NPR community in New England, and everything you say, you you can't get you can't just say everything that comes into your head. Big pressure, big pressure. Yep. And so what I'm getting at is that, so, but now tomorrow I'm going to be doing that from the same seat, the same microphone, the same view that I have right now in my home office. I, I will also, however, still be talking to a couple hundred thousand people. And every time I'm doing that, I start off by almost explicitly telling myself now, now, Andy, I know that most of the times you're sitting here talking to this microphone with this view, you might be like talking to a friend of yours, having a chat and you can say anything you want. <laughs> But it's anything. Now I'm telling you that we need to take take go to the control panel and flip off those nine switches to make sure that we're diverting power into the think carefully about everything you say before you say it, and then think about how you want to say it. Hashtag COVID times. Yes. Yes. Yeah, yes. It's it's very very weird. It's like it's like well here the, the here's the thing about what here's the, the the most important conclusions about what the Senate subcommittee said about antitrust and uh, I'm sorry I don't know why I'm thinking about this right now but uh, there used to be this movie theater and I don't they they would store like the big bags of popcorn Andy you're on NPR <laughs> anyway the findings of this report could have far reaching <laughs> Don't talk about the Hot Wheels cars you had when you were 11. Like, <laughs> okay, look, I know that you found this really great raisin bread this morning and you're still like tasting it. It's so good. Don't tell 200,000 people in New England about it. They don't care. Well, maybe they care because it was really good raisin bread. Okay, see, you're, I'm, I'm simulating what it would be if I were to be spooling out irrelevant information to an audience of people that would just wish I would shut up. So shut up, I shall, uh, for at least the next week. Uh, thank you, everybody, for listening to us this time. We hope you listen to us again next time. Until then, everybody, please have a wonderful week. Bye, everybody. Bye.